0: This is episode 165 of the Beyond the Food Show. And today we're going to talk about body acceptance and its intrinsic link to how we engage with food. Honestly, that's the one element that's holding back many women from making peace with food and obviously making peace with their body. So if that's a challenge for you, stay tuned. My name is Stephanie Dodier, clinical nutritionist. I reverse my diagnosis of anxiety, depression, adrenal fatigue, and obesity by going beyond the food. I can tell you one thing that willpower, discipline, and deprivation aren't the permanent solution to transforming your relationship to food. So how do you leave overeating, emotional eating, food craving, and binging behind you so you have the food freedom to achieve all of your goal and be happy now? As a top 25 alternative health podcast in the world, this is the Beyond the Food Show. Hey ladies, Stephanie Dodzia here, and I'm very excited about today's episode. It's been brewing in me for a long time. So if you're listening in time right now, it's actually November 30th and we're well into the holiday season. We're actually three weeks away from Christmas. Crazy, right? I've been sharing with you over the last two weeks a whole bunch of tools for you to be successful in the holiday period and actually thrive instead of what many describe as self-destruction so if you haven't seen any of this and you're like where are those tools i need it right now go back to episode 164 in there you will get my holiday survival guide and if you were or are On my email list, on November 11th, you receive a free 65-page cookbook from me. That was my early Christmas gift for all my community members. So go back and check on that. Now, we've had a lot of events as well for our community member over the last couple weeks. We had amazing deals for Cyber Monday the first time ever we gave a discount for 24 hours. So claim your food freedom. Crazy. We'll never do that again. And we've got more deals coming on for December 4th. And that's in, in alignment with how we need to shift our mindset when it comes to our relationship with ourselves. And the way we choose to engage with the whole Christmas gift giving is part of that shift. Like We need to take this opportunity to invest into ourselves, into things that are going to make us achieve our goal. Not things that are going to really not do anything for us, like things and stuff, but instead investing into us becoming a better version of ourselves. And in a few days now, December the 4th, actually, we're going to start our event for our wait list for the Going to be on the Food Academy, the winter session, January 2019, which is the next session. So for everyone that's on the wait list, you will be eligible to purchase your tuition early in advance, a month in advance almost, for the next semester at the 2018 price. And that's a great opportunity for you to shift what type of gift maybe your partner is giving you or your kids all together, they're getting together, they're buying a gift and have them or suggest to them what you would like to have. They can take that link, that email that we are sending you on December the 4th and purchase you a gift card. It's going to come with a beautiful gift certificate and you'll be able to use that to register for they are going to be on the Food Academy. So um, be a great way for you to make suggestion to your people around you to give you the gift of transformation. But again, you must be on the wait list. So if you're not yet, today's November the 30th, so go and get yourself on that list, stephaniedose.com slash wait list. And we're also going to have an info session in December 3rd. So the day before we launched this opportunity to register early for the Going to Beyond the Food Academy on December the 3rd, 9 p.m. EST. If you have an interest of the Academy, you wanna hear more, get yourself again on the waitlist and we'll have a info session that night that we'll record and send to our waitlist people so they know more about the Academy. So that's the opportunity for you to start engaging In the day-to-day life, the holiday period in a different way that will lead you to where you want to go and giving yourself the gift of knowledge, of education instead of just stuff. So now over the next couple of weeks here, right, for the month of December, we're going to imagine that today's December, close enough, we're going to focus on how we are needing to transform the way we engage with food and body to finally make peace, how we need to engage in 2019 differently and not to be the victim once more of the diet culture, right? This whole phenomenon of weight loss, meal planning, food obsession, getting back on track, January 1st, cleanse, Whole30, like all those kind of stuff, how to not fall victim to that once more, but still engage in making you a better version of yourself, of going towards your goal, but doing it differently in 2019. So if you're here listening to this podcast, wanting to make peace with food and body, the last thing you want to do is January 1st to Go back on the diet culture wagon, right? Start a new way of eating, a new fasting protocol, a new food philosophy way of eating, like vegan, keto, paleo, or the next liver cleanse. It's about not repeating what led you to be where you are today. And all those things are what caused you to be here. So how can we make this differently in 2019? It's going to be about doing things differently. (laughs) I know that sounds crazy. I'm just repeating myself, but that's the truth, right? Insanity is the definition of doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. So what can you do? You can work on the root cause, of your relationship to food and body. What is causing it to be what it is today? So to look under the cover, right? To take a bottom up approach, to look at it functionally, right? To look at it, to understand how the different parts work together to give you what you're suffering with today, which is to not be at peace with food and your body. In the case of relationship with food in our body, like the intrinsic mechanic of that relationship is our thoughts, our emotional capacity or emotional intelligence or our ability to deal with our emotion. It's our mindset and drum roll, it's body acceptance. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. We're gonna talk about body acceptance and its role into our relationship to food, that it is food craving, emotional eating, binge eating, any eating disorder, and how it affects how we engage with food. And I wanna share a little bit of a story behind that. The reason why I was inspired to talk about this, it's been fueling in me, but an event in my Going Beyond the Food Academy current student group. The one that's doing the fall 2018 were a couple weeks ago, well, almost a month now, we were at lesson seven of a 12-week journey, a 12-lesson program. And that lesson seven is about body image. And I've been running this program now four times. And every time we get to that lesson, women get really quiet they have no problem doing lesson one to six and sharing their experience and trying different things that it is about our past, how we were educated around food, the meditation, the visualization, all the tools we teach. They have no problem with that. But when it comes to accepting their body, yikes, that is tough. Why would that be? Right? Why is it so difficult for us to accept our body. Well, one of the things you have to be aware and what we teach in lesson seven in the academy is that we have literally been brainwashed our generation that you are 60, 50, 40, or 30. We've been brainwashed since we're a little less three or four years old that to be happy, we must fit society expectation. We must fit the norm and walking outside of the norm, walking outside of the society expectation in which we live in, depending where you are in the world, is not good. It's dangerous. It causes unhappiness, right? So we've been brainwashed to fit in the mold, And in most first world country, to be happy in part, we must be thin. Tinness and perfect body culture is what's going to lead us to happiness. And then we're thought that to be thin, which is the step in which we achieve a penis, we must control food. That's the whole diet, weight loss industry that has taught us that. We hear that message. We grow up seeing our caregiver, our mom do it. We talk about it with our girlfriend in high school and everybody does it. And the popular girls are 10 and the fat girls are bullied. We get to the workplace later on and all that the girls talk about around the water cooler is what? The next weight loss challenge or the fitness challenge that we're going to do as a team in the work or that we're going to the gym together. We today see it all over social media, right? The perfect image on Instagram or the unrealistic goals in Facebook, the food obsessiveness in all the social media, right, that it is like the different food philosophy, keto, paleo, organic, vegan, like exercise obsessiveness, right? Going to the gym six days a week for two hours a day. I just read a post this morning of this girl, this major big influencer, like she had like half a million influencers and she was celebrating that Today, she was at the gym for two hours and it was so liberating to do that. This is what we are hearing all the time, girls. So the way you think about your body and your expectation around your body is molded, is framed around all those messages that are coming to you. That's what we call the diet culture. And unless you take a responsible approach to your own body, that you are conscious about how you're engaging with your body, you will simply be a victim of the diet culture. And that will result in you not accepting your body. Cause that's what the diet culture want you to not accept your body. So you engage in all those system and all those industry around thinness and you're going to fit the mold. So it's not going to happen naturally. Don't wait for the moment where all of a sudden you're going to accept your body. You're going to have to work at it consciously and realize that you will need to step out of the norm of society standard, because what currently molds the society mindset is that tinness model, which we'll learn in just a bit is leading you to complete unhappiness instead of happiness. So let's dive into, you know, I like to do things logically. So let's define body acceptance first. Body acceptance is accepting one body, one's body, regardless of not being completely satisfied with all aspects of it. Accepting one body, regardless of not being completely satisfied with it. Body image is how we see, think, feel, and behave as a result of our body image perception. So how we see our body, based on the brainwashing we've had how we think about our body based on the brainwashing we've had how we feel about our body based on the standard the brainwashing we had and ultimately is how we behave towards our body based on our body image perception now in the going to be on the food method we teach you a technique called body neutrality, in a way to accept your body. Now, body neutrality is that safe bridge between body shaming, which is the hate or the despise of your body, and then on the other hand of the spectrum, there's body positivity, which is about loving your body no matter what condition, state it is in. Body neutrality is the gap between the two. Body neutrality is accepting what is with acceptance, non-judgment, and compassion. It's not good. It's not bad. It is my way of taking the concept of body positivity, which is very difficult for people who've had an out-of-norm body for their whole life. It's too much of a gap, so I made... I looked at it as a clinical application of accepting our body through the concept of body neutrality. Now, what happens when we don't accept our body and we're not satisfied with our body? What is the consequence of that? And that is the key here to understand the role of body acceptance in your relationship to food, right? And I want to caveat and and take a side note to say acceptance of your body is not just for large and fat body. It's for underweight body. It's for people that are normal, quote, weight, like whatever is defined as normal weight, but they think that their tie is too big or they have too much cellulite or, I don't know, they have too much loose skin, right? We, We see that very often with people who lose weight, yet they have the weight where they want and they still don't like their body because they have too much loose skin, right? There's always a reason why. So body acceptance is irrelevant of the weight. It's about accepting your body as is. The first consequence of non-acceptance of your body is lower self-esteem. Because of the early brainwashing we've had, which taught us that, to value ourselves, we must equate it to the tinness of our body, right? Diet culture promotes that the size and the shape of your body equals your worth to the world. And because you don't fit this ideal tin body, therefore you are unworthy and that lowers your self-esteem. And that's the emotional component that the diet culture plays in to get you hooked into that whole loop of dieting. The result of this worthiness or lack thereof of worthiness, this low self-esteem is shame. We feel a shame and shame is the most toxic emotion we can foster within us there's a number of studies that are starting to be shared and applied stating that shame causes physical disease in the body it's so potent and it's so against human nature that it deforms tissue and cause tissue to get sick so imagine what it does to our mental health, to our mindset. So, lower self-esteem caused the shame, right, which leads to the second consequence: food obsession, food control, because of our brainwashing of the diet culture that our we are taught that to be thin, we must control food, diet. Right, The solution to get a worthy body is to control food with a lot of willpower. And that, ladies, is the breeding ground for a distorted relationship to food and for some, for eating disorder. For those people that have been, quote, medically diagnosed as a distorted relationship to food, we say they have an eating disorder. Now, eating disorder and distorted relationship to food, obviously, is on a spectrum, right? So wherever you are on a spectrum is irrelevant. It's all coming from that shame and that lower self-esteem that is in great part driven by your relationship to your body. And that obsession with food, that inability to fit the model of the diet then leads to shame more and then leads in time with emotional eating and escalate to binge eating and overeating and bulimia and all the escalation of the spectrum. Because let's face it, when you feel a shame in your body, about your body, you are ashamed 24-7, 365 days a year because you cannot change the environment. You are in your body all the time. You can't avoid it. So it's extremely toxic and potent and that leads to the distorted relationship to food. And then side effect of that is perfectionism because that food obsession, that control of food that you can never achieve with time, will drive in you this need for perfection. If I can only be perfect with my food, I can then be 10, I can then fit society, and then I can be happy. And then diet culture promotes this perfectionism and drives the whole fear of failure, depression, and anxiety that we have in our relationship to food and body. And then last, but not the least, this whole drama around our body, non-acceptance of it, that leads to food, that leads to depression, fear of failure, and so forth, drives hormonal disruption. For all of you listening that are practitioners, listen very carefully. You may have diagnosed yourself as a disrupted cortisol pattern, right? A non pattern, like a healthy pattern of production of cortisol, or you may have diagnosed your clients or your patient with that, how much of that is due to their relationship to their body and the constant shame, guilt that they're in because their body is not fitting the mold of tennis, therefore they don't accept it. I want to take a pause here for you to really think about that because it's very important, not only for the practitioner, but for you out there who quote, look for stress management. Well, guess what? Part of stress management is accepting your body. Now, that's the loop. That's how body acceptance is a major factor in healing your relationship to food. This is why I'm making this statement today. You will not successfully change your relationship to food without first accepting your body. You will try and try and try and feel like a failure because you are resisting accepting your body as is. Accepting your body, in my case, teaching it via body neutrality. What I'm saying today, it's me Seeing that via my clients and my patient and my clinical work, but it's also what science is telling us. There was a study that was published in the Journal of Nutrition in 2013, and there will be a link to that study in the show note, stephaniedodze.com slash 165, that state this, no link between body weight and how we feel about ourselves. They were not able to correlate the body weight and how we feel about ourselves. But what they were able to link together is that the better the person was feeling about their body, accepting their body, no matter what the weight was, the more likely they were to eat well, and be active, and allowing us to create a positive cycle of health. Likewise, the dissatisfaction with their body discouraged people from taking part in certain activity, eating properly, nutritionally sound, and in the future, eventually led to weight gain. That's exactly what I just spent the last... 25 minutes explaining to you, demonstrated by science. So, if you're still resisting right now inside of you, and I can think of one of my 101 clients right now, you know who you are, still resisting accepting your body. Know that until you accept it, you will not change that relationship to food. And that's for everyone listening as well. That was my own experience, right? I learned about emotional eating, I went for training, read books, did all this intellectual stuff, understand the whole mechanism, but I was resisting accepting my body. And until I engaged myself into doing that work, that's when the binging, I was on that level of spectrum for me, started to go away. Not until I started to engage with my body differently. So I want you to ask yourself a question right now and be really honest with yourself. Nobody else is listening. How much suffering right now or in the past have you experienced because of your body image perception? How much pain, how much shame have you experienced? Here's another stats or another science fact about shame. Yes, it will impact your relationship to food, but it will also, science has demonstrated, impacting your immune system, impacting your hormonal system, impacting your stress level, depression, and all of that stuff. So if you're out there suffering from an autoimmune condition, and you are at the same time struggling with a body image, know that the two are linked. I know that's a powerful statement, but it is, because they're both centered around shame. The cool thing right now is that you have a choice. You have a choice right now. It's a mind stuff. You have the choice to not suffer. You impose it to yourself to suffer and to feel shame. Isn't that empowering? Take a deep breath right now. (sighs) You have a choice. You have a choice to stop the suffering. You have a choice to stop the feeling of shame by accepting your body. It's a choice. A choice is the ultimate empowering action you can do is to make a different choice. You can end this whole cycle. So if you're ready to make that choice right now to accept your body and you're like, where do I begin? Right. How do I learn to accept my body? It's not going to be done in one sharp moment. It's a process. Right. So I'm going to give you three things that you can do and start doing right now that won't cost you anything to help you start accepting your body. Number one, use the time and energy that you we're spending or that you're currently spending worrying about food, calories, and weight to do something else, to learn different concepts, to create an environment of self-improvement, to commit to a different approach in 2019, right? Instead of worrying about which meal plan you're going to follow, worry about what you're going to do to learn about body acceptance, to learn about your emotion, about your thoughts, your relationship to food. Second thing you can do right now, surround yourself with like-minded women. Clean up your social media feed that... Foster an environment of thinness, of non-acceptance of body, of food obsession, all that stuff. Clean that up and find another community, other like-minded women that are aiming towards body acceptance. Third thing you can do. This one is actually a physical action. I want you to start looking at yourself in the mirror as a whole person. Instead of going in front of the mirror and focusing on your problem area, your tummy, your tie, your arm, your double chin, I want you to step back and see yourself as a whole person and start fostering gratefulness. That's how we teach it in the model of body neutrality, but simple, find gratefulness for your body and what it does for you. So three things, I'm going to repeat them again. Use your time and energy on other things than worrying about food. Surround yourself with like-minded women and start looking at yourself as a whole. If you want to start diving into that more, podcast 156 and podcast 135 will help you further into different angle of body acceptance. If you are ready To make 2019 a different year and work on body acceptance, I'll be there for you. So I will be holding the food freedom challenge starting January 1st so that you have another option than the next cleanse, detox, whole 30 keto challenge and paleo, whatever thing. I want to invite you to join us in the Food Freedom Challenge starting January 1st. We're going to open registration on December the 11th for that. So watch for that. I'll talk about it on the podcast, but that's going to be an option for you. And stay tuned with the podcast, obviously, for giving you other option. So there you have it, ladies. Hope it helps you understand why accepting your body is honestly non-negotiable And likely the reason why you may still be struggling right now with your relationship to food if you haven't done the work there. If you think this episode will help another woman, please share and leave me a review if that podcast has helped you as well. Now, the next challenge we're going to explore together for you to start 2019 differently is going to be about motivation and maintaining motivation. I get this question extremely frequently. That's kind of my top three question is how can I be more motivated or how can I stay motivated and maintain my motivation level? So we're going to explore that in the next podcast, 166. Until then, I love you girls and looking forward to hang out with you on the next episode. Do you wish your relationship to food and perhaps your body was easier? Do you wish you could make peace with food and your body? Most women will describe the state of being as having food freedom. And likely you've tried potentially everything to get there. And you are certain that something is seriously wrong with you. Maybe you're thinking that more restriction has to be the solution. I get it and trust me, I've been there too for almost 27 years. You see, what most struggling women never, ever realize is that how you engage with food in your body has little to do with food itself. Sadly, most women rely on outdated strategy like restriction and willpower and discipline as their solution. Things like the black and white mindset, the diet pills, the cheat day to control their urges but you and I know that has nothing to do with food freedom. So that's why I wanna share with you the assessment that I use in my clinic with my one-on-one client to identify what is holding them back from food freedom. And quite frankly, it's different from anything you've done before. I've created the Food Freedom Score, this assessment tool, to give you an idea of where you should be focusing on. During this quiz, I'm gonna take you through 10 simple yes or no questions that will allow you to assess the sticky point with your relationship with food and your body. Plus, I'll coach you at the end on specific steps you need to take to move forward to get your food freedom. So if you're ready to step into a new version of yourself and create a new relationship with food in your body, head over to stephaniedose.com quiz, and I'll see you on the other side.